Welcome to Apply Filters, the podcast all about WordPress development. Now, here's your hosts, Pippin Williamson and Brad Tunar. Welcome to episode 72. Uh, today, we are joined by a special guest, Jared Atchison. Say hello, Jared. Hey, guys. Glad to have you. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. It's going to be our pleasure. So before we jump into uh, talking to Jared about a bunch of different things, uh, this episode is sponsored by PostStatus. PostStatus is an industry news site devoted to covering the WordPress ecosystem for professionals and enthusiasts. It is a news site run by Brian Krogsgaard, um, but it's much more than a news site. He also has the PostStatus Club, which gives you access to a special member's notes newsletter, which is a handwritten WordPress news and insights email delivered multiple times per week. It gives you access to a WordPress directory. Think of like a LinkedIn style profile where you can go and be listed along with all the other PostStatus members. He's got a Slack community on there and as well as member exclusive deals for people that join the PostStatus club. Uh, and there's also uh, both myself and my products from Pippin's plugin, as well as the products from Brad at WPMicroDB Pro are included in that members deal. Brian also has a podcast called Draft. PostStatus is a pretty sweet site. So uh, we really want to thank Brian for his sponsorship of the episode today. And I believe all three of us are members of his PostStatus club. Um, let's talk a little bit about what does the club benefits give you guys? What do you think? I use the email newsletter. So as soon as I get it, I usually open it up and see, you know, Brian's take on news that's happening in the WordPress community. And so the way he breaks down the newsletter is just like little, especially like the little, um, I can't remember what they're called. I think they're just called notes. Yeah, yeah. And and he just he just summarizes like what it is. So you know what it's usually a sentence, right? So it, I don't know. It just saves me so much time than digging around on a bunch of different sites to try to figure out what's going on. The newsletter that he sends out is one of my favorites, and it's actually one of the very few newsletters that I read every single one without fail. Um, and is one of the reasons why I think it's so valuable is not just the summary of news that's happening, but are the insights that he includes with it. Brian has been around for a long time in the WordPress community. I think he's actually probably one of the very first people I ever got to know inside of WordPress. And so his insights are really, really good on any topic. And so that's where I, I see huge value all the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it just comes down to my time is very precious. I mean, having a a two-year-old running around now and uh, having multiple kind of ventures that I'm dealing with and everything, I just don't have time to keep up with everything anymore. So, um, you know, I'm not connected all the time, which is is for the better, but that also means I don't have time to keep up with everything. So just having uh, kind of the digest, you know, sent to me and kind of in a nice format that's easily scannable. And of course, his his uh, two cents and his long form stuff is great too. But just being able to keep up with everything at a glance and uh, not having to read a bunch of different resources. I mean, I still follow like the make blogs and stuff like that. But Brian does an excellent job just uh, keeping everyone informed without having to just invest a ton of time. So that that's probably the thing I like most about it. But also, I also like the the post status chat or the Slack. I don't 
uh, read it all the time just because of time constraints, but I find that particularly the heavy dev is one of the channels in there, and I find that really valuable on getting insights from other really good developers. All the, I think all the human-made folks are in there uh, and some other just really good developers. So just kind of going back every day and, and reading some of the conversation in there has proved to be uh, a really good asset. And then sometimes in my own development, if I have a question and Stack Overflow is not doing the job or um, you know just Google isn't turning up anything, especially for some of the really oddball technical stuff, um, I'll hit up that channel and usually I'll, I'll get some really great answers that um, save me a lot of time. So it's, it's definitely by far uh, totally worth it. I, I see one of your comments in the uh, WP Business channel, Jared, you were congratulating or just uh, mentioning Jason Cohen for his uh, insights on business stuff. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the other my second favorite room is the WP business as uh, being in the product space now. Just kind of being a fly on the wall in that room, so to speak, is just it's it's really great seeing the different everyone in there. A lot of people discuss their products and how business is going and the, their trends for this time of year, and you know how to handle refunds and just you name it. There's been discussion that kind of goes goes on in that room and not just for products for services too there's a bunch of agency owners in there so that's another great room that just I just kind of sit in there and when I get time at lunch or I need a break I'll just do some back reading and it's uh you, there's a lot of knowledge that gets posted in there so it's like an it's like a constant mastermind it's awesome exactly I I, I don't participate very much myself either but it's it's really nice to have when i need feedback on something i can just pop into the the business channel ask about a marketing question or something and there's just so many knowledgeable people in there it's also like crazy that it's uh only 99 dollars a year to join the club right like that's yeah it's a I no-brainer mean, I, I, I yeah i definitely get a hundred dollars a year worth of value out of it. Yeah, I pay a lot yeah. more for things that I get a lot less value out of. I'll say that. <laughs> That's right. All right. Shall we jump in and talk about you, Jared? All right. I'm ready to go. All right. So we we had you on back in episode 17, which crazily was two and a half years ago, back in April 2014. Um, and I know a lot has changed for for Brad and I, but but also for you, Jared. So maybe give us a quick down rundown of maybe what, what are some of the major changes since 2014 or some of the highlights or major things that you would like to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's crazy because two and a half years ago is forever ago, but it doesn't seem like that long that, you know, I was on the, the podcast with y'all talking about all sorts of fun things. So um, but yeah, since then, there's been a, a lot with me that's changed. Um, I've since released uh, a plugin that I'm in with uh, with Syed Balki, and so that's that's kind of been an ongoing shift that came out uh, earlier this year officially. And so that's that's been the biggest change is kind of going from uh, services to products. And really, that's yeah, that's that's been the biggest one. And then uh, since then, on the, the personal side of things, we had a daughter who's now two. So that was uh, she came around, you know, a couple towards the end of 2014. So I hadn't experienced that yet either when I was on the podcast. So it's been, it's been a lot of changes since then, but all good. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, change anything, and I'm very happy with the direction of uh, where things are, both uh, personally and professionally. Are you full time on WP Forms now? 
I, I am more or less full time. Uh, just ab I'm I'm about to more basically declare myself full time. Uh, as WB Forms was released, you know, I was kind of splitting time and and uh, you know still doing client work and everything like that. But is now to the point where really just to stay afloat, um, it needs my undivided attention. So luckily, um, the general reception of the plugin has been extremely positive. We've been uh, growing month over month and you know everything's in, in the direction we want to see, which has allowed me uh, moving forward, I'll be basically focusing on that full time. I still have um, some long-term clients that come to me um, for work and stuff that I'll still be taking on and, and doing jobs like that. But as far as new work moving forward, it's not really something I'm going to be actively seeking. Or how would you describe WP Forms to somebody who doesn't know what it is? Um, but let's let's say that they're a WordPress user, but they're not familiar with the plugin. They may, they they know what plugins are. They know how to use them, but WP Forms is new to them. What's what's the elevator pitch you give them? So WP Forms is a form plugin or contact form plugin, uh, just at its core, so to speak, which really focuses on the user and um, usability. And we all know that there's a ton of really good form solutions out there. There's Ninja Forms and, uh, of course, the, the leader in the form space, which is Gravity Forms, Formidable Pro. And then there's a bunch of the free options like um, Contact Form 7, which is just a monster and has you know, over a million in, uh, active installs. And so there's no shortage of options. But really what we do is we try to focus on doing things, I guess I would say, the right way and in a way that is intuitive and not necessarily um, providing users which, uh, with the kitchen sink, so to speak. So, you know, if, if, if users looking for, you know, to be able to just do a ton of different things and just be provided the option to do uh, everything under the sun, at this point, we probably wouldn't be the best fit, but that's not necessarily who we're catering to. We're catering to, you know, the mom and pop type shops, uh, the individual users and stuff that just want the plugin to let them install and manage uh, a form, whether it's a contact form, a simple donation form, anything like that. Um, just provide them with a really good experience that kind of gets out of the way, but yet provides them with all the basic options um, that they would expect to to kind of handle that. Do you think that that focus on the, the simplicity and not trying to do everything under the sun is what sets WP Forms apart? Absolutely. I think it was, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's a, a ton of different options and the form space is very competitive. But I think what has allowed us to differentiate ourselves and uh, be successful even in a niche that is, is crowded as forms is that we took a different approach that um, really at this point I would say no one else has quite um, done or at least not with the focus that we have, which is just um, providing users with, I mean, in, in many cases it comes back to the WordPress, you know, motto of uh, decisions and not options. And that's something that I regularly, as the lead developer of the plugin, you know, am, am constantly reevaluating when we get feature requests or suggestions or, you know, anything like that. It's like, okay, well, is this something that's going to benefit 90% uh, of our users or is this something that is, you know, going to 
only benefit a small portion and then for the other portion is just going to be a confusing setting that they're not going to understand. So those are really things that I evaluate um, when working on the plugin. And, you know, so far our users have been very vocal as far as um, everything's well received. That's uh, by far, you know, the common uh, just that we get feedback is that, you know, the users that understand that what we're trying to do, they really like it because um, they don't need crazy solutions. They're not looking for, you know, almost uh, a full e-commerce solution, in it, which is like what you can do with Gravity Forms. You know, their, their pricing and payment stuff is like you can do some crazy awesome things. But, you know, we're not trying to do that at this point. So that's I think that is what separates us. So with the the forms market being so competitive, I mean, as you mentioned, there's Gravity Forms, there's Ninja Forms, there's Formidable Pro, there's Contact Form 7, there's Caldera Forms, there's numerous others as well. What really got you guys into this? What made you and Syed want to dive into such a competitive market? What Was it you, you saw a need? Was it just you knew that the fishbowl was big enough for another fish? Maybe how did this project come about? How did you start? Uh, and, and maybe even how did you and Syed get together on this? Yeah, sure. So the whole the whole kind of story of how this came to be is a, a fun and interesting story. Syed actually has a blog post, if anyone wants to look it up, on his uh, blog that's called Behind the Scenes of WP Forms, my new WordPress plugin. And that sort of gives a, the, a little overview with some pictures and everything. But so I've been doing my my freelance consulting now for a long time. I think this is probably year uh, six or probably seven at least that I've been doing it. So I, I've been uh, well tenured in, in that regard. And so I've been doing that and um, oh, years ago, probably the very first Pressonomics. So this is yeah, five, four or five years ago since Pressonomics 5 is next year. Um, I got to be really good friends with Thomas Griffin. And, um, you know, he I was at the time a, a developer focusing on kind of Genesis oriented projects that uh, leverage the Genesis framework. And so Thomas basically was about a year behind me as far as like getting started and everything. So I became really good friends with him and we we're, you know, kind of had like a little private chat and we we're always talking about just our um, current projects and, you know, pinging each other to talk about talk shop and everything like that. And so, you know, a couple years into uh, him doing freelance, you know, he tested the waters with Soliloquy, which is, you know, the slider plugin and argu arguably, you know, one of the, the most well-respected and popular slider, slider plugins out there. So, you know, he tested the waters with uh, that product. And at the time, you know, it's like he was talking to me and I'm sure several other people. And I kind of, we kind of all thought he was a little crazy because, you know, we were all doing really well for ourselves. Um as uh, front-end developers or theme developers, I guess you could say, this is before it was quite as saturated with, um, I guess what I would call theme assemblers or you know people who are doing the, the Divi type themes and stuff. So it wasn't quite as saturated back then, but it was a really good uh, profession to be in and it was doing quite well. And so he wanted to you know, invest a bunch of time in the soliloquy and we all thought he was a little crazy and then, you know, and then after that took off, it was like, obviously, he proved us all wrong in a very good way. And that was uh, proved to be a very successful product for him. And then after that, he went on to basically duplicate it with the Enviro Gallery plugin and everything like that. So watching his journey, um, and I, of course, I kept tabs with him along the whole way. 
So watching his journey from services to, to products, you know, really piqued my interest. And I, I saw like the joy he got out of doing products. And uh, frankly, that really inspired me. I think whenever he um, started Enviro Gallery, you know, I thought that was the point whenever I started to think to myself, like, you know, man, it would, I think I, it would be a lot of fun to do products. You know, I, I, at that point, I'd been in the services space for a while and it was starting to get more crowded and, you know, everything like that. And but I, I knew the amount of work that it took and the risks involved, you know, we see so many people with products that just for whatever reason, um, usually because their business or marketing skills aren't really up to snuff, they just don't pan out. So it wasn't something that I was confident that I could do on my own and make a jump. So I just stuck to services. Well, then fast forward to um, 2014, Chris Lemma has his Cabo Press. Well, 2014 was the first initial Cabo Press mastermind group. And, uh, I, you know, I, I got invited to go. And so I went and Syed happened to, to go too because he was one of the, the masterminds. And so before we were going, um, Thomas reached out to me and I've, I'm pretty sure he told Syed this too, but he's like, hey man, you know, while you're there, just talk, talk to Syed. You know, I've told him about, you know, you're a great developer, you're a great guy. You know, we have uh, very similar philosophies business-wise and personally and everything on how we see IDI. So he was like, yeah, just, you know, just talk to him, you know, see if anything comes to it or whatever. So, um, you know, at that point they had already, you know, been working on Optin Monster together and they were already in that venture. So, um, you know, they, they were good friends and business partners at that point. So I said, okay, cool. So, you know, Cabo Press came around and um, you know, there's a ton of great people there, a lot of valuable information, but definitely the highlight of that trip, obviously, was the connection I made with Syed. And uh, I had met him before at the Community Summit and probably some other WordCamps, but for whatever reason, I just never followed up with him and we never really got to sit down and, you know, make us a, a solid connection. But at Cabo Press, you know, we did. So I spent a lot of my time at Cabo Press just talking with him and, uh, you know, just telling him where I was in business and, you know, okay, well, yeah, I'm doing services, but, you know, I was basically saying what I told y'all as far as, you know, I, I would, I really am interested in moving to the product space. Um, eventually, you know, that really gets my interest. And uh, so one of the things that Collar Press that we ended up talking about randomly was just uh, contact forms. And so we both kind of share this passion for um, the current state of contact forms we weren't really particularly happy with. And from my perspective, uh, doing client works, uh, client work is, I wasn't really happy because um, I use Gravity Forms on all my client projects. And for like 90% of my client projects, it was simply overkill. Like they needed a contact form, maybe some conditionals or maybe hook up the MailChimp. But really, that at the end of the day, that's kind of, you know, all they needed. Well, what's hap what happens is, you know, Gravity Forms is if you're like a client and you're not have the developer chops or you don't work with Gravity Forms on a day to day, um, the interface can be somewhat confusing. And, you know, their their docs are good, but they're somewhat more developer oriented and everything. So what would always end up happening inevitably is down the road, a client would be like, oh, so we, you know, Susie is our new secretary. And, uh, you know, we want her to receive a copy of all the emails or, you know, they'd have some change like that. And I always thought it was funny that it was like five times easier and 10 times faster for me to just, you know, okay, give me all the information. I'm going to go in and make this change than to tell them like, okay, 
here's like the, you know, five different screens you have to go to and like the, to change this and, you know, everything like that. So um, that was kind of a, a pain point as my, uh, from my end. Well, Syed, um, as the person who runs and co or founder of WP Beginner, he has a similar thing. So his, his target audience is beginners. Well, you know, the number one free contact form plugin out there is contact form seven. And while under the hood, it definitely gets the job done. If it, if anyone's ever used it, you'll know that it's definitely not the most, um, beginner oriented plugin. So, um, he, he from running WP beginner had a lot of frustrations because that was a common thing they got on his site questions and everything was trying to figure out how the heck to use a contact form and contact form seven was the best free one out there, but it's, it's really hard to explain to people. Yeah. It's, it's logic and the way it works is a little, uh, well, it's kind of like combining a whole bunch of shortcodes. It's not typical. So what ended up is just kind of being like me and him just kind of, you know, jokingly ranting back and forth to each other about the current state of contact forms. Um, yeah, that pretty much ended up into, kind of the idea of things and um, that morphed into the, the idea of WP forms. And then, you know, Cabo press, I think was April of 2014 or something like that. And so then we kept in touch after Cabo press and around July of 2014 is when we officially registered um, WP forms LLC. And then after that, we met again. Um, we kind of went on a little vacation together, me, Thomas and Syed and uh, our wives, and basically what we did was spend the, the trip kind of, okay, well, we're actually going to do this. Like, you know, what, what are we going to do now type of thing? And so that was when um, work began. So how long from the point of saying, okay, we have, we're doing this and we're going to build it to actually releasing your first MVP. What kind of time period was that? I will admit that it, it took me entirely too long. So before I give you the answer, just know that it took me entirely too long. But so I started development in um, probably September-ish of 2014. So we, you know, we talked about it at Cabo Press. And then the summer is whenever we set up the LLC and the business and everything. And then we met, we had our little um, meeting or whatever, where we all got together and talked over logistics and started planning. And then that, so then a couple months following is when I actually started development. So, you know, like I said, December of 2014, actual launch, a first launch was March of 2016. So, or yeah, somewhere it was basically like the week after Pressonomics of this year. So I think that was March-ish or first week of April, something like that. So yeah, it took me basically, um, to, to get from, you know, nothing to our initial 1.0, it took me about a year and a half and, I mean, that was definitely way too long. Uh, so if I had to do it all over again, I would reprioritize things to, to not take as long. But uh, a large part of that was just me not being able to um, juggle things efficiently because all during the process of WP Forms, obviously um, my main income stream was client work. So that always kept taking priority. And um, so then I would, you know, what I tried to do is always say, okay, I'm going to work this amount on WP Forms and this amount of client work. And then client work would always end up just bleeding over and taking up most of the time. Uh, I would also set aside for WP forms because at the end of the day, you know, that, that was paying the bills. So what ended up happening is between um, September of 2014 and September of 2015, I mean, development was like very slow, but steady. And so um, 
I met with Thomas and Syed and everything uh, last last fall. And, you know, basically we were like, okay, you know, this sucker needs to get out. You know, I, I think at the time we were like, it would be nice if we could get it out at the beginning of the new year. But really the point was like, we need to, you know, th this needs to get out and doesn't need to take this long. So I just reprioritized things. Um, I, you know, scaled down on client work and basically went to kind of like a skeleton crew on that, so to speak. So um, it, was a, it was kind of a scary time for me because I basically was taking, you know, the very minimum amount of client work that I needed just to pay my bills. And, you know, and even some months it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to um, take out a savings, so to speak, to get it done. So, but it was one of those things that I was really confident in my business partner, Syed. I knew that, um, I knew that he knew what he, he knows what he's doing. And I knew, um, you know, even though Thomas isn't directly affiliated with WB Forms, I mean, he's what we call one of our advisors and uh, of course is involved with Syed and all his other business ventures. So I just trusted them and I knew that, you know, it's one of those things that was a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain, uh, gain. And it was something that I was willing to do. So, uh, yeah, 2000, fall of 2015, I really just, um, prioritized where WP Forms was my main goal. And then, so I, I put in a solid like four months of basically just finishing things up and testing and, and focusing on that. And then we ended up shipping um, this, the spring of this year. I think recognizing that, how much potential it had, uh, the risks involved doing it strategically, et cetera, is probably one of the things that's going to set this project apart from, from many commercial projects that, that developers uh, pursue. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good sign for things to come for sure. Aside from the the challenges you just described with trying to balance client work and development on the on the new project, what were some of the maybe developer oriented challenges you had in building WP Forms? Did you did you have things that you looked at as in, inspiration, specific code bases? Were you trying to emulate anything? Did you build any anything and then just throw it all away and rebuild it? Maybe as a as a developer. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that is a great question. So whenever I look back at uh, making the transition or wanting to make the transition from uh, services to products, that was actually one of my uh, inspirations and reason, reasons for wanting to make the transition is being able to really push myself. So like, like I said, me and Thomas were generally kind of at the same place when we were doing theme development and working on the same thing. And I got to see firsthand whenever he was taking on first Soliloquy, then Envira, and then of course Optin Monster, how he was always getting to um, push himself, work with new technologies, constantly be learning, um, you know, and just exposing himself to, to new things like that. And as a developer, that's what keeps me fired up. That's what keeps me interested is doing that. And what happened is with client work, I'd kind of gotten a rut as far as um, the theme work I was doing. I mean, obviously I was taking some fairly large projects and everything like that. But at the end of the day, there's only there's only such a big project or such a level of complexity that as an indiv individual developer that I can take on and complete in a timely manner, uh, still be profitable, you know, and all those things. So it, it kind of got to where I felt like that three out of the four projects I would take on, 
I was just doing the same thing over and over, you know, slicing up a thing doing the markup, you know, blah, blah, blah. And while there's nothing wrong with that, um, it just, it, it got kind of boring to be, to be frank. I mean, it just got to where, um, if I got a project where there was something I had to learn, or I was getting to play with a new API or something that really excited me, but that wasn't the majority of projects that was coming my way. So moving the plugins, I knew was going to allow me to kind of shed that. And so, yeah, moving to WP Forms, it, it did exactly that. I mean, it was, it was a total challenge. I will say that by far. I mean, it was, it delivered the, it delivered the challenge and then some. And I had never, I mean, I don't know how many lines of code it is now, but it was just, it morphed into something completely bigger than I had ever done before by an order of magnitude. So, I mean, the whole process of developing it, I was just, I mean, I think that the actual development time alone, I feel like anyways, that at least half my time was just learning, you know, doing the research, trying to figure out, you know, how to use different technologies or, you know, do things and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I got to work a lot more with um, custom database stuff because our form entries are, you know, stored in a custom database table. So I got to do that. I got a lot more uh, my head wrapped around how classes work and I'm leveraging that in a lot, you just a lot more ways and stuff. So, um, yeah, it really, it really pushed my limits. So, um, yeah, that, that was one of the, the benefits of, of doing that. And none of those things would I really have been able to, had I been able to, uh, do with client work. And, you know, now I'm constantly learning and, and I'm getting paid for it. So it's, uh, it's extremely satisfying. I didn't answer your other question as far as uh, code bases and stuff. So, so yeah, whenever I sat down, um, so I think the hardest part for me is not having, um, my major in college was not in um, computer science or anything like that. It was actually in basically kind of uh, infotech, so kind of doing networking and, and things of that nature. So my programming stuff, other than a couple C, C courses that I took in college, was all, like most people, self-taught. So one of the biggest challenges for me when was sitting down with WP Forms and just knowing how big it is and trying to figure out how the heck to architect it. Because I knew it was gonna get big and I kind of knew the different components that, you know, okay, there's gonna be form entries and there's gonna be this and then we're gonna have this beast of a form builder was figuring out, um, you know, how to write this and not just, I was try what I was trying to avoid was just kind of a making it up as I go which inevitably in a lot of cases, that's simply what I had to do. But I didn't want to have to just, you know, write things and then, okay, well, yeah, that actually didn't work at all. Scrap that, rewrite the whole thing. Like, you know, I needed an MVP. I didn't have time to just rewrite things 500 times. So in many cases, I just kind of had to go with my gut and, you know, implement things the best way at the time that I thought was, you know, appropriate. And then cross my fingers that was going to work out because I didn't really have any uh, formal training or foresight as far as like sit down on a giant whiteboard and, okay, I'm going to draw out all these classes and modules and how they're going to architect and everything like that, which I mean, I, I wish I would have had that knowledge, but I didn't. But um, at the end of the day, the product still got launched and, you know, the users like it and like uh, Syed likes to beat into my brain is done is better than perfect. And I think Lima probably says that a lot too. So that was something, something I had to keep telling myself. So um, now we've launched and, you know, there is uh, multiple things in the plugins that I wish I could go back a year ago and 
do things differently and implement things better, use a different technology or something. But, you know, do, at the end of the don't day... Don't worry. That list that you want to change exactly. only gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Y'all know as well as I do that, like, you know, that's always going to happen, especially with the rate of new technologies coming out. And, you know, my users don't know the difference. As long as I'm providing them with a good experience and things are stable, they're not going to care if I'm using jQuery, if I'm using React, if I'm using whatever the flavor of the month is. You know what I mean? They just they just want it to work well. But uh, that was definitely one of the challenges I had in, um, in doing the research um, of planning things. I will say, since you asked me about, you know, existing code and stuff like that, I will say that um, one of my favorite resources was definitely looking at... Um, easy digital downloads in affiliate WP, you know, with both of those code bases being on uh, GitHub and obviously me being a fan of your work and everything. Um, that was definitely a help because your code and it reminds me a lot of my stint of working with BB press some years back, which, you know, is, is a quite massive plugin under the hood. There's something about the code um, that is, it's complex in the sense that it does a lot of things and it, it gets the job done. But at the same time, I feel like it's still very readable. Um, I'm able to follow the inline docs and follow things. And, you know, um, I was able to wrap, wrap my head around things um, quickly. I didn't have to spend too much time just trying to figure things out. So I definitely used EDD and Affiliate WP and, you know, BB Press and other plugins like that as, a, as an inspiration. You know, there's a lot of classes that you had um, that I kind of borrowed or incorporated into our plugin, one being the, the email template class, and I think maybe your logging class, and a few other ones. I was like, this just makes sense. It's perfect. Like, it gets the job done. It needs what it needs to do. It gets out of the way. It's well documented. So um, using resources like that really helped. We, we uh, definitely both owe John James Jacoby or, or J-Trip a big thanks. BB Press was it, and, and his work on Buddy Press was a huge inspiration for a lot of the the stuff that we built into EDD, affiliate WP, et cetera. I know there's there's some several components in in our plugins that are almost direct copies out of BB Press, uh, and they have barely changed since then because they were built so well to, well to begin with. Absolutely, uh, Jared. Are there others involved with WP Forms uh, besides you and Syed, or is it just you guys? So right now it's primarily us. Um, I handle all the development and Syed handles all the kind of uh, feature decision making as far as what he thinks um, kind of, you know, where things should go next in, in a real broad sense. Is, and of course, obviously the business and marketing and all that, he handles that. So primarily it's us two. We do have, um, Syed has um, some writers that help us right now um, that he has on his team at Awesome Motive. So they're helping us with um, improve our documentation, which has become a recent focus, um, get out great blog posts um, that's really valuable to our users and, and helps them um, kind of guide them to do simple things or you know solve, solve questions and stuff like that. So um, we do have a few, a few writers that have been helping us, um, but right now as far as full time, it's just me and Syed. So you guys are doing some content marketing stuff. What are some of the challenges uh, that you guys are facing in the form builder plugin market? Is content marketing kind of the primary marketing channel that you guys are attacking? And is that, you know, or is there other avenues that you're that you're looking at? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, for us, content marketing is definitely um, probably a huge or the the big focus. I mean, that is that is Syed's. Um, that's his tool. That's his tool set, right? That's what he does best, and um, that's one of the reasons why he, um, as a partner, provides such a huge value. Is he seems to understand the value in that and how to do it better than almost anyone else. So. Um, naturally that's probably our biggest focus is content marketing. I mean, we don't spend money on, um, you know, customer acquisition or anything. We don't do AdWords. We don't do Facebook ads. We don't do really anything like that. So right now all of our users are basically, um, you know, they find us one way or another. Uh, we do have a light version of the plugin and the .org repo, which is somewhere between 40 to 50,000 active installs and um, that does pretty well for us as far as um, converting so I mean the light plugins definitely fully functional and everything like that um, really so what we do is I mean we even tell a lot of users sometimes that you know hey just use our light plugin um, the so the light plugin basically just doesn't have very many of the content or the form templates it just has the contact form and a few other ones, and then it doesn't have like some of the fancy fields, like a file upload or the pagination or um, you know address field or something like that. It's just, I think it's got the core eight. So um, so yeah, that's that was kind of the whole thing too. Is Syed whenever we started this, we you know there was really no question in his mind as far as what direction we were going to take or how we were going to approach this. He's like, there will be a light version. It will be like, you know, fully functional in the sense that a, a normal user can use this for a contact form without any issues because, you know, he wanted to be able to use that on WP Beginner. That was like his whole thing is, you know, I said he where his pain points were running WP Beginner. So him now having the, the light version to be able to tell his users, okay, install the plugin, hit new form, hit the contact form template, hit save, and you're done. Like that's that the, the very moment most basic level like that's what it takes to install a contact form and that was a hundred percent deliberate to, to make it that simple so um but yeah going back to your question content uh, content marketing is definitely really our only uh focus right now is we're not really doing any uh paid acquisition or anything like that you talked a lot about your process of building wp forms and transitioning from client and contract work to productized work um so with that, one of one of my favorite parts of building a new product is is that planning stage, is the kind of a blank slate, laying it out, figuring out where I'm going to put things, how I'm going to architect it, trying to imagine what I'm going to build into the future. So this is a two-part question for you. Number one, what was your favorite part about building WP Forms? And two, what's your least favorite? Oh, man, that's a good question. I mean, like you said, I really enjoyed sitting down and kind of having, you know, blank slate, you know, the, <laughs> I can architect this however I want. I mean, whenever we got started, Syed was like, you're the developer, I have complete trust in you. You use the technologies that you can use to get the job done, like, um, and you, you know, you use whatever you feel comfortable with. And at the end of the day, I'm going to trust the decisions that you're make. you're going to make as far as the development technologies just so much as I'm gonna trust that Syed's gonna make the best decisions uh, business and marketing wise. So um, so yeah, I had complete control and freedom as far as that. And really, yeah, being able to have that blank slate was really, 
really fun and it did cause me or you know I learned a lot because like I said earlier I mean obviously doing client work and stuff I had done a whole slew of custom plugins for for clients in the past and everything like this but this was just so much bigger so being able to sit down and wrap my head around that um, and just learn learn everything was was fun so I'd say the the, the part I liked the most was really breaking things down and my approach was to just um, kind of break the plugin into different sections or modules and then attack them, you know, separately and, and try not to get too overwhelmed or confused as the plugin as a whole. So, you know, I'd sit down and be like, okay, well, I'm, I need to get all the settings pages and, you know, all that taken care of. I need to figure out, you know, what's the best way to do that? So I'd do that. Okay, now I need to do you know, now I'm going to get the form entries working. Okay, we're going to get the form entries working. Now I'm going to do the custom table, you know, and now I'm going to do the entry management page. So just breaking it up into like small manageable micro tasks and attacking those, you know, in a, in a fashion like that really helped me to just not get overwhelmed by the size of the plugin. So doing that and trying to stay organized was, I, I really enjoyed that. And it, uh, helped me keep my head around things. And like I said, the thing I hated most was, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it the imposter syndrome or just, um, there was times I got overwhelmed and it was just like the plugin was so big. Um, I would start on a feature and start writing it and just be, keep questioning myself. Like, I don't know if this is the right way to do it. You know, I, I haven't seen anyone that does it better, but I don't necessarily know if this is the best way. And so I would have this fear that I would, you know, get 50% through writing this component or 100% through or something like that. And then be like, man, I like this wasn't the best way. Or I really should have done it a different way. You know, that, that sort of mentality. So um, that, that was the part where I just kept questioning myself. And that was one of the things that kind of admittedly led to such a long initial development was just me questioning, you know, those decisions. But Syed, you know, is used to managing people with uh, his team at Awesome Motive and everything. And, and so between him and Thomas, um, having been down this road before on several other ventures, I mean, they were extremely supportive and just kept telling me, you know, hey, done is better than perfect. You know, we need an MVP. We need to get it out there. We need to get sales coming. You know, it's going to work. It's going to work well. And at the end of the day, you know. You can go back and that's what that's what releases are for. That's what updates are for. You know, you can change things down the road and stuff like that. So um, that that really kind of helped ease my pain. But I mean, the biggest. So the other thing too is in 2014 or really 2015, whenever development like you know really started digging in. Um, around that time, like all all my experience with. Um, JavaScript is with jQuery because that's what I use um, for clients and you know obviously theme work and everything like that well I mean at that point I had I knew that you know okay Matt's whole uh, yeah you you learn JavaScript deeply yada yada you know so I kind of had kn known that you know there was going to be a big push and really honestly when I started that was before React was even a real thing because I didn't really take off till 2015 you know at the time it was still more of okay well there's a lot of plugins out there leveraging, um, you know, backbone and underscores and everything like that. So that was probably the biggest decision for me that I was um, worried about was the biggest component or one of the biggest components of our plugin is the form builder itself. You know, you click edit form and you're immersed into this 
full screen form builder that's drag and drop, which is like one of the selling points of our plugin. But for me, you know, me being the developer uh, mindset, I was real worried about the technologies that was going to power that. You know, I, I knew the experience for the user was going to be good because Side was going to design something that was going to be awesome and intuitive. But I couldn't stop worrying about like, okay, well, you know, if I basically came down to like, I can use what I know, which is jQuery, which is going to work. But, you know, I just had this imposter syndrome that like, oh, well, that's just not, that's not the new thing. That's not what everyone's using. Um, you know, I, I'm going to kind of feel inferior or not necessarily like a great developer because I'm still using this old technology. Or my other option was to, you know, whether it would have been Backbone or whether it would have been React or, you know, one, one of the other technologies, or I can invest time to learn this and write the, you know, write the entire builder in something new. And at the end of the day, I made the kind of the executive decision to just um, stick with jQuery because the, we needed things to get done and it needed to be done in something that I at least knew fairly well that I was going to be able to support. And um, I didn't have time to basically just, you know, learn things as I go, at least on that, on that, not on that part of the product. So yeah, the entire form builder is, uh, is written in jQuery and, you know, it, for the most part, it works very well. So Jared, I think you've just perfectly described what pretty much every product de developer experiences from beginning to end. I mean, from the, the doubts of what tools should I use, of am I doing this right, to how do I organize it, how do I structure it, um, to where, where have I screwed up, and then realizing at the end that it's okay to stick with what you know, it's okay to just build an MVP and get it out there. I think that all of that is, is the exact experience that every single product creator goes through. Yeah, and so now that I can call myself a product creator, if you will, um, having kind of gone through the process and gone through this road um, successfully at this point, um, I will say, have watching other people do products, um, I don't. I'm not one to like offer product advice or anything like that because this is obviously my first rodeo, and I'm uh, not all too far down the path. But that definitely, I completely agree with you in the sense that it's it does seem to be a common thing, right? Like um, sitting in post status or watching Twitter or whatever. I mean, I see new products pop up, you know, daily. And the thing is, is a lot of these products are like, I mean, they're, they're by developers who are infinitely better at developing than I am, but they don't make it. And it's because they spend all their time on what we care about as developers and not about what the users care about. And so I think that's a, a tricky path and something that, you know, you really have to realize. And I think especially if you have a product and you're the only person involved and you're a developer, then you're going to have the developer mindset when you approach almost anything. And that, that can be toxic in the sense that it clouds your vision on making decisions for the plugin that you shouldn't be making from a developer mindset. And that's why having um, Syed as a partner um, I mean, really, that's it's honestly why the plugin is has success is because of him. I mean, it's um, he knew that you know that wasn't that's not the approach to take. And so, when I have the developer mindset, then he's got the user mindset and he's got the business mindset. So we complement each other perfectly as far as sometimes he'll ask for things or you know talk about things 
from a business standpoint or from a user standpoint. And I kind of have to reel them in and say, hey, like, I, I understand that we're from a developer time, mindset, like, man, that's going to be like crazy to implement or that's that's going to be like a lot of dev time or something like that. But then, you know, he does the same to me. I'll be trying to over engineer something or, you know, I'll propose something that's going to just have way too many bells and whistles. And he'll, you know, bring me back down to earth and say, like, you know, that that trade off is too big. We don't need to be doing that. So I think that's something that we we all go through all the time for sure. Uh, I mean, and it's hugely valuable having that the the developer's perspective as well as the user perspective and having a, a broad range of experience on um, throughout the entire spectrum. And I think you could almost like I think it would be beneficial to almost do like you could almost do some case studies of some of the um, plugins out there, right, that are um, successful and have made it and, you know, they're not going anywhere, so to speak, and look at, like, how how they did things. I think more people should do that. And I, I think some of the bit, the best examples are obviously probably um, EDD and then also OptinMonster as far as, like, you know, Thomas is obviously developer-oriented, you're obviously developer-oriented, but you don't let that cloud your you know, cloud your vision. And whenever I was talking earlier or previously about, you know, I was really scared when making the form builder about what technology do I want to use, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, I had a, a really helpful discussion uh, to Thomas about that. And he was definitely one of the ones that was pushing me. He's like, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to use what you think is best. But, you know, I'll just let you know, OptinMonster, you know, was obviously a very successful plugin and then moved into uh, SaaS, which is now very successful, successful. And like, you know, they just now have rewritten some of the elements, um, select elements in React. And I'm sure in the future we'll, you know, as things get updated, we'll probably move to React and technologies uh, similar to that. But up, up until then, a large part of that is still, you know, it's still jQuery. And you know what? It works freaking fantastic and the users love it. So I think, you know, studies like that or, you know, EDD as far as like, it's not, you know, it's not the most complex code you've ever seen. It doesn't use, you know, all these crazy PHP 7, you know, things or it doesn't use just all the latest and greatest things. But what it does, it does very well. And I think sometimes that just um, gets lost. Well, I think it's time to wrap things up. Uh, just one last thing, uh, Jared. On You mentioned at one point not feeling like you're in a position to be sharing knowledge about being a product person. And and I I have the same kind of imposter syndrome with, with business stuff as well, especially when I go to like conferences uh, like MicroConf where I feel like everyone's ahead of me. <laughs> Uh, it, it seems like, what, what, what do I have to give, you know? Uh, but I saw a, an amazing tweet this morning that kind of changed my thinking on this. Um, and it's from Patrick McKenzie. He actually um, is, is one of the, typically an attendee and a speaker at MicroConf. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the quote is, uh, the world needs more people who are two days into learning something, writing about the problems of people who are one day in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's brilliant. That's true. I thought I, it is true, isn't it? Like it's so true. Like you know, you've 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 stumbled, you know, over a ton of problems the day before, but you just kind of you know dismiss those, and and but you know people can benefit from those for sure. Yeah, that was one of the, I think, 
frustrations too is whenever I was getting, whenever the whole process of getting the the plugin ri- written uh, from the ground up and everything like that, I remember just thinking like, gosh, I wish more people would have r- like would have wrote written about this. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a whole lot of resources as far as when I was telling describing the struggles of like making these decisions and stuff like that. I mean, that's something that all three of us have you know had to deal with some some of us multiple times but really no one takes the time to to write about that and I was just thinking the whole time like I know this is a common problem for people in our position and you know I was kind of frustrated that I was just having to take my best guess and no one had um really chronicled the you know the journey so to speak yeah so I, I guess that that I guess the the moral of the story is you know if if someone's out there just starting their product journey keep a journal yeah that <laughs> would be an amazing and, read and then read and then write a book that's right <laughs> that'd be that'd be great all right well uh let's wrap it up uh thanks a lot jared for for stopping in and chatting with us and and letting us uh live vicariously through you and your journey it's been like i said it's been a blast and um but like i said originally just uh professionally and personally i'm in a really good place right now and i'm really enjoying what i'm doing so you know if if anyone is you know in a similar position i would definitely encourage you to give it some thought that's awesome congrats on everything jared and thanks so much for joining us today yeah where could people find you uh on the twitters and whatnot yeah so really the only place i'm even remotely active these days is on twitter my handle is jared atch um, I have a website, which is jaredatchison.com, but unfortunately I haven't blogged in several years. So I don't even, I think I even removed the blog link from it, but that's definitely on my to-do list one day is to, to get back into that. And, um, I'm not going to make it to WordCamp US this year, but I've already got my ticket and hotel to Pressonomics 5 next year. This will be, I'm one of the, the five pe- people. So if, uh, anyone is going to be there, just fog me down. I'll hopefully see you there. Awesome. I'll see you there as well, actually. So we'll we'll all be there. Just one final shout out to our sponsor, Post Status. Check it out, poststatus.com. And thanks for sponsoring. Anyway, talk to you next time. Cheers, guys. Later.